Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Eric, I think a year or two ago, we we did something similar where we were doing like financial products in kind of a naughty or nice kind of scenario. This time I want to do some financial advisor situation scenarios. So I'll give you kind of a scenario in what the advisor kind of does. And then you just tell if it was a, if it's a naughty or nice kind of move. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. First one. Client usually meets with the advisor once a year in November. They have their scheduled calendar annual reviews that take place in November. But this year the client is retiring in May and wanted to make sure everything was in order to begin the retirement. So the, the advisor winds up saying, this is going to count as our annual meeting versus the one in November. So is that advisor being naughty or are they being nice? Well, they're obviously being naughty. <laughs> um, a lot can change in six months. Okay. So we, we meet with our clients regularly. We want to do it at least once a year. Right. But we usually meet every six months. Now, that meeting could be, hey, do you just want, you know, do you want to come into the office or do you want a phone call just to kind of talk through things? Because with technology today. Sure. That's fair. You know, if you're comfortable with the person, you can just sit at a computer. You know, we could share screens and go through some stuff. But we want to always talk to our clients. Now, I always tell a client that if you're paying an advisor a fee, Right. They really should be on retainer for you, which means you should have access to them, you know, anytime you want. Now you don't have to be able to pick up the phone, they're gonna answer right away. You probably have to get on their calendar. Like if you try to call me directly, you're gonna, you know, get to my employees and they're gonna say, Okay, let's schedule, you know, a phone call with Eric if you just have a quick question. But, you know, sometimes that may be a week out. You know, it's amazing because I always keep my lunch open for things like this. And so the week that we're recording this, I got every twelve thirty slot filled up. So I was jokingly telling my staff they must want to force me on a diet because they're not giving me any time to eat lunch, <laughs> which I need to diet anyways. But hey, so it, it, that's you know for the overflow because otherwise I'm running appointments all all day and then doing stuff like this. So very busy, but I do want to get to my clients. And a lot of stuff that can be answered can be answered also by my staff. I've empowered them to answer some of the questions. You know, if you need to take money or you need to deal with that kind of stuff, that's what the staff is for. But access to your advisor should come as part of the fee that you're paying and it should be whenever you need it. You know, it okay. may it may only be handholding, right? Sure. Uh, just just you know, I just want to run it past somebody. We always kind of like to check when we're going to make a big decision. We kind of want to run it past somebody that is a subject matter expert, which is what your financial advisor should be on things about retirement, right? Mm-hmm. And just say, okay, is what I'm thinking right? Is there anything I'm? Are there any unknowns unknowns that I'm not seeing that you know that I should be aware of, right? Yeah. Because once you make some of these decisions, they you know they're unchangeable. So no, this guy's being or person saying guy, uh, this person's being naughty by saying, oh, this counts as that. Like it's a relationship, right? Right. Or, or at least make it like. So do you feel comfortable, or do you would you still like to meet in November, kind of thing? Yes. Right? There you go. Make it. You say, hey, you know, we did a lot of work here. Do you still want to meet in November? They may say, yeah, I still want to come, in. especially those first six months of retirement. Great. Right. That's when it's really 
huge because this is when you go from having a paycheck to no, not having a paycheck, and now you got to start drawing off of your retirement assets. Yeah. And people get a little strange about pulling money off of their retirement, even that's what they saved it for. And so, I mean, look how fast interest rates changed in six months this year. Look how fast inflation yeah. changed, that's right? That's a great point, yeah. Yeah, so a lot can happen in six months, but give them the option. Don't just say, hey, this is going to count for it, so we'll see you in November, then the following year, which would be even what? Which would be farther away, like 18 <laughs> yeah. months. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. All right, uh, and I think most people, most advisors probably wouldn't do that, but certainly if you get that, yeah, it'd be a little naughty. All right, prospective client calls to make an appointment with the financial professional to discuss uh, working together, but they have minimums, asset minimums, uh, and that the client does not meet. Is this advisor being naughty or nice? I find this one interesting, Eric, from just the standpoint of as your company and stuff grows, like you only have so many hours in a day and so much staff, Correct. which is why a lot of advisors do have minimums. You, you might not have had minimums when you first started, but you do now. I don't know, um, but, you know. We do, and it's not in for a couple of reasons. Is one is efficient use of time, mm-hmm. but also secondly, is that at certain levels of assets that you have accumulated, you're in different stages when it comes to retirement. Okay, you know, if you're usually under two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you're probably more in an accumulation mode rather than a distribution and preservation mode. Gotcha. And that's what we kind of specialize in. So I'll, I tell clients, look, if you're looking for just growth, you can do it more cheaper on your own. Mm-hmm. Than what than what we can do because you know we charge a fee for asset center management that's a drag on the growth side of it, but really what attracts people to us is the income side of things and of course the tax savings that we do right. So under the two hundred fifty thousand live, it typically you're 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 looking for growth and so I refer them. I say go go to Fidelity and work direct, you know, and get it a lot cheaper. That's a fair point. You, yeah. yeah. It's not like we don't want to help people. We only have so many time in the day. Now, once we expand, you know, we'll be able to help more people. But so it's this is kind of a depends one. I think so and too. It's yeah. it's not just yeah. It sounds like it's bad, but there's also a lot of help that you can get from big companies like a Fidelity or a Vanguard, where you're working with somebody over the phone that may be a lot cheaper than working with somebody in an office if you're at that lower income yeah. or lower asset size. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a good way of looking at it too because, again, because some people don't want to work at a firm where they feel like they're just a number either. And so if the firm is really big and they're taking on everyone, that can certainly happen as well too, right? So there's a lot of little nuance to that whole client size and asset size uh, that kind of falls into that. Uh, all right, let's do another one here. Uh, situation number three, naughty or nice, a 40-year-old client, 40, leaves a voicemail with her advisor that she wants to be invested more conservatively in her IRA because she's worried about the market performance in the upcoming year. The advisor emails her within the hour and says that he's made those or she has made those according uh, changes accordingly. Is the advisor being naughty or nice by handling this simply with a phone call and an email when you're talking about making a change to an IRA? Well, they're not only being naughty, but they might be in violation of some SEC rules. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so, really naughty. Yeah. The rules are is that if you, you cannot take um, investment direction via text message or voicemail. Okay. You have to talk to your client. And the reason why is that you can't verify it's the client on those two things, right? Sure, yeah. Someone could be on your email and send an email. Someone could hack your phone and send a text message, and then you think it's that client, right? Great point. Kind of hard to fake a voice, mm-hmm. right, especially if you've known them for a long time. Secondly, and this is why the age is important in this question, is that what does it mean at 40 years old to be more conservative, 
right? right. It's not do, the do same. Do you even know that enough? Like, what what do they want done with that information? Right. Correct. Or what what's really scaring them? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The markets are challenging. That's also a great opportunity to maybe do an asset allocation change to buy more aggressively. If you're 40, guess what? Unless you plan on retiring at 42, you're not going to need the money for probably could 25 years, maybe, right? Or 20 years. Right. Something like that. So you have a long-term perspective. And sometimes talking back through the clients with that, that long-term perspective, putting um, fluctuations in historical context, all that kind of stuff helps them out. So you just don't take when you can't take trades via that way and then send an email, you'd always call, at least we do. I can't say everyone else, but they should always call and talk to the client. Just find out what's really, what's going through their mind. You know, is it something that they saw on television? Um, you know, talk them off the edge, so to speak. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, and that's a great point from that compliance standpoint as well, right? You want to make sure that you, uh, well, you have to make sure that you're doing the right things that way as well. So that's, and as a fiduciary, that's something you guys, uh, obviously have to apply, uh, adhere to, so that's good to know. Uh, 515-226-1500 is the number to call if you've got questions about your retirement strategy, Getting uh, having it be naughty or nice. Let's do one more here, Eric, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, kind of a, another interesting kind of scenario versus just some of the standard stuff. I'll, I'll throw this one at you. Um, clients going on vacation. They forgot to transfer money to the checking account to cover the travel expenses and the vacation. Emails the financial advisor to transfer some of the money into the brokerage account. Uh, from the brokerage account, excuse me, to a specific checking account. The advisor replies that they uh, don't want to do that process, that transaction, without that verbal confirmation that you were just talking about on the phone, but the client is unable to call because they're on a plane or whatever. So the client insists they need the money, and it's their money, but the advisor doesn't comply. Are they being naughty or nice? Is that another similar compliance issue? Or Yeah, that's what it is. Um, you know, So there's guidelines from the SEC. It gets aggravating. When you are in control of people's money, they get very, very personal about it. Sure. Um, it's like you go to an ATM. Let's say it's not your your home ATM. But it's in your network. And you put in your code and you say, okay, I want $100. And they say, okay, it's a $5 transaction fee. Mm-hmm. And you get mad. You charge me $5 to access my own money. You know, just yeah. it's irritating. Or even worse if you're in another country, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in this aspect, um, yeah, you can't take trade requests via email or text message. You have to verbally talk to somebody. Now, I would argue that it's probably not going to be, one, uh, wiring money is kind of antiquated today because people always will take credit cards or there's, you know, um, the other applications where you can transfer money to people pretty quickly. Right. So the fact that you missed it in last minute, you know, that's vacations. you got to plan those out and take right. care of those things ahead of time. But, yes, you can't, you can't call or text and expect money to be transferred without verbally confirming that person. So the person's not – it's probably naughty from the standpoint they feel naughty because – or the client feels they're naughty because they're not doing what they ask them to do. Right. But they have rules and regulations. If they break those rules and regulations, you know, they end up losing licensing, which is their livelihood. So they're not going to do that um, just to appease a client. And, um, and again, would you would you want someone to transfer money into your – now, granted, technically, maybe this one's not quite as, as the same as the other one because it's just going from their person's brokerage account to their – you know, to their their checking account, so it's still within you know the, some of those safety protocols. But you, would you want them doing that without making sure that it was you? I would correct I would. because somebody could have hacked it, right? And all of yeah. a sudden, you know, you land and you turn your phone. As soon as you land, you hit your phone. And all of a sudden, you got service, and all of a sudden, there's a transaction. Hey, hey, you know, hundred thousand dollars been transferred into your checking account, and then account, immediately taken out from someplace, and then immediately yeah. gone. Yeah. You know, you got voicemails from the bank and your broker saying, "Hey, we transferred the money." But bank saying, "Okay, you you know, you just took out this large amount. What's going on? Right. While you're in the air." 
Yeah. So you yourself want that safety check that you need to talk to somebody. And I get the frustration of, of wanting to be able to, and sometimes that happens, right, to your point when we're talking about, well, this it's my money, you know, whether it's this kind of scenario or it's my money, I, this is what I want you to do uh, because, you know, I'm paying you to do it kind of thing. And that, but part of your role is to is to also not even from just a compliance standpoint, but from just a let's say it was more of a um, investment standpoint, just saying, hey, listen, I, I don't think this is a good idea, and here's why. At the end right. of the day, yes, it is your money. If you ultimately want that done, we'll do that. We'll do that for the proper channels. But here's why it might not be a good idea. Or maybe there's a better place to take it from. True. There you go. Right. And so a lot of our clients don't realize that when markets down, we got safer places to take it from. So maybe there's a better way to do it. That's it's a just, great point. Yeah. So that's all part of the review, right? That's all part of the, the planning process. That's all part right. of coming in. True. It's eye-opening for a lot of folks. I mean, we try to make it a lot simpler than what it actually is. Right. Because people have a lot of confusion out there. They have a lot of anxiety. They think it's, you know, it's complicated. I would say that, you know, understanding how things work inside of financial instruments, how they actually work, can get a little complicated. But the big picture is kind of simple. You know, hey, you got this amount of income you need to spend. You have this amount of money coming in from, you know, sources, protected sources like Social Security, maybe a pension. Maybe you got income coming from a farm or a rental house or maybe plan on working part-time. Okay, what's your gap in income? Okay, how do we fill that gap? Do you want to fill it from a place where it's protected and guaranteed? Do you want to fill it from a place that's just protected? Or do you want to fill it from something that's variable? Mm-hmm. Most people want it protected, right? They don't want their income to change just because the markets are changing. And so that's what we go through. We show you the tools that we will use. And so determine if we're a fit for you. And then if we are, we'll talk about what it looks like if you want to engage us. So it's complimentary, it's customized, and it is comprehensive. You just have to pick up the phone and call us at 515-226-1500. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.